Let's begin. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Thank you and welcome to the Good News Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for downloading and sharing. Uh, even though I've been out, I've, I've not been putting out any new material. It's always a pleasure and a blessing to share with you the good news. And so for this week, in fact, I, I, I've decided to record from my phone to avoid a lot of editing and uh, time that I will need to brush this so so that I just we get down to business okay and so I've, I've actually prepared a mini series titled on the way to the cross and I'll be focusing on the final phase of Jesus ministry and so this final phase actually takes a whole week it starts on Sunday and then ends on Saturday so for those seven days I'll be looking into each day every day for this week and so today I'll be starting with uh, the first day which is Sunday okay and so As we call it today, uh, we refer to it as Palm Sunday, uh, as we celebrate it or as we remember it, uh, we name it Palm Sunday. And so when we look at this final phase of Jesus' ministry, if in fact when Paul writes, he refers to Jesus as our Passover lamp. And so as a Passover lamb, when he goes to Jerusalem during Passover, he is actually presenting himself to die. So in fact, this has been done or indicated before or alluded before when when Jesus was a baby and then uh, there were wise men who came to see this uh, new ba- uh, newborn baby. And then one of the items that they brought uh, alongside uh, gold and frankincense was myrrh. And this is something that the Egyptians actually used for embalming. And so this signified that this newborn baby is actually born to die. And so when he goes to Jerusalem, my Bible titles uh, this chapter as his triumphant entry to Jerusalem at the beginning of uh, the week. He's actually presenting himself to die because he is the Passover lamb. Even though this was alluded alluded uh, in the beginning of uh, Matthew we we see it again uh, when we read uh, the gospels in fact uh, this event is so important that it is indicated or it is covered in all four gospels all four canonical gospels 
and it's not so common that you find all four of these Gospels covering the same event. And so this is a very crucial and important event that we will be looking at today. And so, like I've just said, you find this throughout uh, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But I will mainly focus on the writing of Luke. It will be our basis for this uh, message. And so when we read in Luke chapter 19, verse 28 until 44, it says that after telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, and just as Jesus had said, and sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying the cold? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the cold to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he, ride, as he rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessing on the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road will burst into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to whip. How I wish today that you all, that you all of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late and the peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against the walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies, your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. So this is the triumphant entry according to Luke. Uh, the same event is covered in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 until 17, uh, in Mark chapter 11, from verse 1 until 11, as well as uh, John chapter 12, verse 12 until 19. And so when we read it from Luke's perspective or Luke's writing, 
the part that I think is very obvious, in fact, the Bible does make it very clear, is the part of Jesus sending his uh, disciples to fetch him a young donkey. And this is, in fact, to fulfill the prophecy. And uh, as, as, as they bring it and as he rides it into Jerusalem, this is the fulfillment of prophecy. In fact, as it was unfolding, even the disciples were not aware. It is only up until the crowd started cheering for Jesus and they started throwing their, thro their clothes that they began to realize that this, this is actually the fulfillment of prophecy. And so, even though my two Bibles, even the one on my phone, they title this chapter, Jesus' Triumphant Entry, this is correctly, it's actually Jesus' inauguration as the true king. This is Jesus' coronation as the true king. Because when you read, in fact, when you read John chapter 12, they were giving him praise and saying, Hail to the King of Israel. And this is one of the things that offended the Pharisees because the crowds were giving him praise and worship and they recognized him as the King of Israel. And so hence this is the inauguration of Jesus as the true King of Israel. And so they actually say to him, uh, Teacher, they say to him, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like this, that you are the king of Israel. And he says to them, If, they, if I tell them to be quiet or they, if they, they become quiet, the stones along the road would actually give praise. And now Jesus is actually alluding to his deity. So he's actually, and I think the Pharisees understood his, his statement to say, guys, even the earth, even the oceans, even the land, even nature will give praise unto the Lord. And he is saying that... <laughs> He's saying that even if the people would be quiet, nature would give him praise. So, in fact, he is saying to the Pharisees that he is uh, God. So he was just uh, uh, alluding to them, but it was very clear to them because they understand, especially the Old Testament, they understand it very well because even when you read uh, the psalms and the psalms that uh, talk to the talk about the same nature of praise that is nature giving praise to god and so they're saying yeah no uh, please tell these people to be quiet now but it's like yeah that will not help and so when he rides into Jerusalem, he is riding on a donkey. And one of the significance of this is that when you ride into a city and you are riding on a donkey, it's actually a sign of peace. Uh, 
because in fact if you were to ride into the city on a horse it could be a sign or it can it could be construed as a, as if you are waging war but uh, when you when you come in riding a donkey it's a sign of peace and so we see Shiloh has come and he's coming to the city of peace and he's coming in peace because he's riding a donkey and he is the king of peace so we see the king of peace coming into the city of peace and coming in peace so when when we read we read uh, Genesis, there's uh, Jacob's last words to his kids, to his sons. And when he speaks to Judah, he says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. And the word Shiloh was actually, was actually referring to Jesus. And the word Shiloh means peace. Uh, and so we see peace coming into the city of peace, Jerusalem, and riding a donkey, so he's coming in peace. And so the triumphant entry or the inauguration, uh, the coronation of Jesus, it, it seems to be a, a peaceful one, yet in, in the background, the Pharisees are planning to kill him already. But they are aware that they, can, they, they, they cannot kill him during Passover because they have seen the crowds give him worship, give him praise. And so for fear of civil unrest, they decide, no, we cannot kill him during Passover. And so, yeah, this is the first day of uh, the final phase of his ministry which is Palm Sunday and so this is uh, a very important day because also when 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 you read in the Old Testament I think it's first Kings there's a there's a man by the name of Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat so he, when 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 it's time for him to be king of Israel, uh, Elisha sends one of uh, the members of uh, uh, the prophets to go and anoint him. And after he they or the person anoints Jehu as the king, the 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 officers that were with him at that time they asked him. What what happened? Why 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 was uh, the person looking for you? And then he told them that the the person actually came to anoint me as king of Israel. And what the guys did was actually to throw their throw their clothes uh, on the floor to signal that yes he is the king. So another thing that we see. Uh, uh, during this inauguration, uh, Jesus' inauguration as the true king, is that the crowds threw the clothes on on the ground. And in fact, this is an ancient practice of welcoming a new king. 
and then they had palm branches. So the palm branches, they symbolize joy and salvation. So uh, talking to the point of this first day as the coronation of uh, Jesus as the true king, we see things such as this, uh, the crowd uh, throwing the clothes on the ground, which is an Asian practice. And then we see peace coming in peace, coming into the city of peace. So yeah, this uh, this is the Palm Sunday. This is the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. So after he goes into Jerusalem, he actually goes back to Bethany because he knew that his time has not come yet for him to die. And he knew that the Pharisees would be planning to kill him. So after he enters Jerusalem, later on he actually leave Jerusalem to Bethany. And so I think we'll continue again from there. Uh, so that that is Sunday, as we refer to it as Palm Sunday, uh, triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Jesus' inauguration as the true king or Jesus' coronation as the true king. First Sunday, so yes, uh, just uh, keep tuning in guys. So tomorrow, we'll see what happens on Monday and uh, we'll progress until the climax of uh, Jesus' final phase uh, later during the week, I think on the weekend. So I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. May God continue to bless you guys. Until next time. Thank you.